45 yards. The kick is up. It is off the upright and out. It hit the upright twice, then the crossbar and stayed out. Hello, college football. We are back, baby, because you know us. We are consistent, unlike Big Ten referees. Oh, shots fired already. <laughs> Starting early. Starting you, are, you are listening to another wonderful episode of Pudgy and the Fridge. I am... Situation, sir. <laughs> I am the host, co-host Pudgy, a.k.a. Zach, and with me, the wonderful, always quick-hitting... Uh, I see what you did there. You got the fridge, otherwise known as uh, Spencer. The uh, try to be the uh, co-host. Maybe Zach will give me credit sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are back for another week. Uh, hoping to have a, l- a little more uh, excitement this week, but uh, I'm sure you're going to he- hear all about it from Zach here before too long. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely go over that in the Nebraska minute. Um, we got the new top 25. We got some scores to go over and Nebraska finally played a football game. Um, it just, you know, waking up that Saturday morning, it was just like, man, an asteroid could hit the earth and I would die happy because all is right in the world. It's just, it just felt great. You know, having a day of Nebraska, you knowing Nebraska was going to play. It felt good for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what she said, but, you know. Hey, if you can can get the 30 minutes, props to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so um, to start it off, uh, we got some news. Um, Basically, refs are blowing it all over the place. I mean, I'm not sure if you saw it. Lane Kiffin uh, called out some refs due to a blown call, which they later came out and admitted that was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Cost them the game. But then Lane Kiffin gets fined for it, so, yeah. Yep, twenty five thousand uh, dollars for uh, basically trying to uh, speak the truth, more or less, as the NCAA admitted it. So um, it's kind of how it goes. I mean, it's it sucks. The NCAA essentially has to stand up for the refs, even when they're wrong, and try to support them. But yeah, it makes everyone just kind of looks foolish on this one at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely right. And then another big one that affects Nebraska directly, Graham Mertz, um, the starting quarterback due to the injury to Jack Cohn, um, has tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, they are still waiting the PR, PCR tests um, to determine whether or not he will have to sit out that 21 day time frame. Yeah, this this is this is going to be huge, especially after the way he played, which we'll get to. Uh, but it could be a, a big blow to their offense. It's uh, I don't know. It's you got to keep coming in, and uh, I think Nebraska's uh, they showed some uh, 
promised on defense, so it could uh, give us a, a better opportunity this uh, coming week if uh, they have to go with the backup. So, yeah, it, ex- exactly. I mean, and especially considering how how long it's been since we won a game against them. So, yeah, we'll go through the protocols. Maybe we'll have a couple negatives. Maybe he can't play. Who, who knows at this mm. point? It's all it's all up in the air. Um, you know, a couple other news and notes. Uh, the San Jose State New Mexico game they got moved to San Jose because mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico's protocols for coronavirus as well. So uh, a lot of uh, big things happening uh, this week. Florida's coming back to practice as well, so they're starting to get back into the swing of things and mm-hmm. hopefully play their game this week. So yes, definitely. Um, it's that's something that we haven't been able to cover because or review, I guess I should say, because the games have been canceled. But on the bright side, no game that we covered or had picked got postponed this week. Hey, look at hey that. first time. Um, and there's only, only one game, right? I think there's yeah. only one. Well, so. I mean, I think it happened week seven. It was three games. Oh, week yeah. Six. I'm just saying this was only, uh, one game and that. Yeah. Got- Canceled. It wasn't even postponed. It got canceled. Yeah. Um, and then you're actually, you actually did very well this week. Um, yeah, let's go. Gotta get caught back up. For once. Um, first off, uh, you had another high scoring affair uh, for the Appalachian State Arkansas State game. Um, <laughs> Appalachian cool. State ended up winning 45 to 17. Yeah, um, Appalachian State really came out and, and uh, played well. Arkansas State started off the game in a decent spot and kept it close in the first quarter, but then uh, Appalachian uh, State kind of flexed their muscles a bit and kind of uh, started to run through and uh, take uh, take control of the game. Yes, definitely. And Zach Thomas for Appalachian State, 16 for 23, 216 yards, four touchdowns. Jonathan Adam for Arkansas State, that wonderful right receiver, six receptions and 134 yards. He wasn't able to get into the end zone, but still uh, definitely helping his team out in his own right. Yeah, that was, so, that was the bright spot for the passing. The, the two quarterback system just it didn't work yep. for uh, Arkansas State. They get uh, two interceptions, um, no touchdowns, uh, less than or just over 50 percent completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not what uh, they need to to stick in a game like that. No, definitely. Um, and then the next game we had on our list here. Um, so we both got that right. You you chose to have our app, app State covering. They did as well emphatically. Yes. Um, this next game, uh, you were the only right person on. Wisconsin, 45, Illinois, 7. Graham Mertz has sets records for a college quarterback debut, especially for, you know, a Wisconsin quarterback. Yeah. 20 this, for 21, 248 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. This didn't go completely as I thought. I mean, uh, Wisconsin did run the ball. They ran it a lot, 54 times. It's just the passing game was on point, and yeah. they made the plays to, to balance it out, and that's just they just happened to get in the end zone with the, uh, the passing game instead of the run game. So Run game hasn't looked as strong as they have recent years without Jonathan Taylor or a Melvin Gordon or a uh, Monte Ball. Yeah. Um, Any of the last know, six running backs they've had. Basically. Yeah, and it's definitely uh, their line was a little didn't create as big holes as you're used to seeing, mm. especially against a weaker Illinois team. 
uh, you expect those types of things to happen. Yeah, their their longest run as a team was was only thirteen yards. Yeah, uh, it was three yards, almost three and a half yards of carry. So not you know not terrible, just not what you see from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it still shows they're going to try to run the ball as much as they can. Obviously, they got up uh, pretty early after the first half, and they just kind of kept uh, rolling through it. Yeah, trying to run the clock out, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as we'll lead to, this is kind of the blueprint we'll see. It may even be a little more heavy run if uh, if Mertz can't play as well. But it's uh, yep. so and uh, Illinois shows that uh, they are probably falling back to the uh, being the bottom feeder of the Big Ten again. Yep. So not sure how much longer Lovey Smith's going to last there. <laughs> I, depend, if, if he pulls out some miracle win again, he'll probably lock himself in for another year. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and another game we had listed on here was uh, Tulsa and South Florida. Uh, or wait, first off for the Wisconsin game, uh, you had uh, plus 30 for Wisconsin. Um, and they covered that oh, by more than more than that. Um, the next game we had listed was Tulsa and South Florida. Uh, I said Tulsa wouldn't cover. They did. 42 to 13 over South Florida. Uh, Zach Smith, 16 for 24, 233 yards. Wonderful game. Um, the running by him was just spectacular, though. Yes, had, it was. Uh, 37 for 227 as a team, six yards and four touchdowns. Uh, both uh, had one runner over 100 yards, but the top two rushers on twice. Yeah. So it's a very solid game from them in their offensive line. Too bad you picked South Florida. You would have had another win there. Um, <laughs> I tried. I tried to go major upset, and we we both knew didn't know what the, what to expect with Tulsa. Yeah. And uh, even then, they didn't really throw it all over the yard in this one. They're, they're I said their running game was the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Tulsa really has kind of switched up their uh, identity this year, and they're trying to be a more. Uh, uh, I don't know, ball control team and let their defense do the talking. I'm not, I'm not really sure what to, what to think about it, but it's just, it's weird to see. Well, this is definitely their highest point point output. Um, I think we've seen here this year for Tulsa. Um, I mean, and they're winning against South Central Florida. They put up 34 um, when it was only seven against uh, Okie State. So definitely they may have figured something out with the offense. Um, hopefully getting there, uh, getting back to what we what we usually see from them. Yeah. And uh, so we'll get to their uh, upcoming games here before too long. Um, I think uh, we got couple games they get a good chance to win and then uh, SMU coming up will be a big yeah. test for them um, but they might have a chance to be ranked by the time that comes around depending on how things span out oh, yeah. uh, had a little bad luck with some, uh, some COVID things with some of the teams they've uh, had to play the, the Cincinnati game will come uh, come later so uh, that'll be another so the, the back half of their schedule is going to be a little bit tougher for them so yeah as 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 it as it should be, especially with that Cincinnati postponement, they're going to be ending the season with uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, that could be a big conference game, and uh, and uh, kind of shout out to the uh, South Florida, like I don't know, bright highlighter uh, highlighter color, very <laughs> very in the face uniforms they had. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, the other game we had picked was Louisiana and UAB. Uh, UAB was favored by one and a half. I said, go Louisiana. They pulled it up. You had a uh, UAB covering that didn't happen. Um, so UAB, this is actually their first loss at home since they reinstated football. 
So it was definitely a, a long streak they had going. Um, but uh, it's it's something that, you know, ha- uh, going to happen eventually, I guess. So Louisiana does stay undefeated uh, in the in their conference. Um, Levi Lewis, 12 for 20, 152 yards. Or not undefeated in their conference, undefeated on the uh, out of the conference, I should say. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, away from home, so they're they're three and zero. I mean, it, uh, Louisiana show they're still a solid team. As I said, they had that uh, that good one over uh, Iowa State that we referenced, and I'm uh, I'm happy to always say. But uh, UAB, uh, I, I mean, it was still a very solid game. It was mm-hmm. coming down to the wire. Uh, I mean, Louisiana got the play uh, they needed there in the fourth quarter to uh, to get it across and. Um, you know, they had a, they kind of had a, you know, were able to do some things throughout. I mean, they're only through for 152 yards, but uh, ran it uh, decently. They had a good uh, kick return as well, 100 yard uh, kick return to uh, mm-hmm. to help with that uh, victory. So, yep, definitely. Um, and then for our next game, we were we're not going to go over the Nebraska game yet. That's going to go over in our Nebraska minute. And it got saver. Um, huh? You got a saver. You want to call it? Oh, whoops! I actually gave you one extra point than you should have received. Um, that was a miss by me. Take it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, NC State and North Carolina uh, is the next game on our on my list here. Um, where the hell did that game even go? Okay, there it is. So, NC North Carolina uh, sort of just ran away with this one, twenty-one to forty-eight. Sam Hell eighteen for twenty-nine, two hundred fifty-two yards, one touchdown. Uh, Javante Williams nineteen carries, one hundred sixty yards, three titties, uh, which is just a wonderful job on the ground by him. Yep, eight uh, eight yards a carry. They're they're back up seventeen, one hundred six, and a touchdown himself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they just ran it just down NC State's throat, fifty-five for. three. 26 mm-hmm. uh, and five total uh, on the ground. So just a spectacular day of kind of running through. And uh, I think once they got the lead, that just kept pounding the ball on and down the down NC State's throat a little bit and uh, really kind of flexed their muscles again. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, with uh, North Carolina, I picked them not to cover the 16 and a half spread we had. You picked them to cover and they did that and some. Uh, I thought I said I thought a bounce pass would come in, and this was a big bounce back. Yeah, definitely what they needed. Uh, I mean, it is a win over a ranked opponent uh, for the week, so it'll help them a little bit with some of their rep as they try to uh, stay relevant in the uh, conference title game uh, talk. Uh, NC State again with the uh, they had a I believe a two quarterback system again, and it just shows that it's it, there's too many variables yeah. with it, and and it's hard to get in a rhythm. You know they they threw it for 358, but you know three turnovers, uh, three interceptions for that. So it's not what you that's what you need to see. So of course, yeah. Um, and then the, probably one of the surprises of the week, um, Rutgers. Uh, Showing up and beating uh, Michigan State, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. Yeah, former uh, former Nebraska transfer uh, Noah Vedral yeah, uh, gets his first win. Yep, he got the start and uh, he played pretty uh, pretty solidly. You know, it's uh, it's 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 good to see him in a, in a area where he gets a chance to play and start and. <laughs> Um, showing some of the talent as to what uh, Nebraska saw on him, and obviously we would uh, we would love to still have him on the team if we could. And not saying we don't have two uh, decent quarterbacks now, but uh, happy to see it for him. And it's a good start for uh, uh, Greg Schiano for the year. So 
Yes, definitely. And uh, Rocky Lombardi, uh, 31 for 43, 319, three touchdowns for Michigan State. That's just an insane stat line. Something you don't, you're not used to seeing, but then you then realize, oh, wait, Dan Antonio isn't the coach of Michigan State anymore. It's uh, Mel Tucker. Yeah. Uh, I think part of that, too, is they, I mean, they got down early in this game, so they had to try to fight their way mm-hmm. back. And a lot of teams, they start throwing the ball. I mean, they still tried to run it. They ran it 39 times. Yeah. 50 yards like uh, that's 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 really bad for Michigan State and uh, I think he still tries to, he wants to run the ball and with that performance you have no mm-hmm. choice but to throw it and hope for the best yeah yeah you're 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 so right with that um next up we had uh Memphis and Te- uh Temple um you know uh this game oh for the Michigan State game, uh, Rutgers, we both picked Michigan State. We didn't give any respect to Rutgers, so now they should be ranked in the top 10 and definitely uh, <laughs> are a serious contender to Ohio State in the West. Yep. yep. Or the I mean, East, sorry. Rutgers is going to go to the title game. What are you talking yep. about? Yep. And what, you know what happens when Rutgers win a football game? Uh, we'll talk about more of the schedules, but their game with Ohio State uh, next week is now primetime. So hey, there, there we you go. go. That's what no, happens when you win football I, games, Rutgers. I can see that now. I, I'm 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 all for it, man. <laughs> uh, next game was Temple and Memphis. Memphis runs away, forty-one to twenty-nine. Uh, Anthony Russo for Temple, forty-one attempts or forty-one completions, sixty-three uh, attempts, three hundred eighty-seven yards, four touchdowns. Calvin Austin the third for Memphis, six receptions, one hundred eighty-four yards, one touchdown. Uh, Memphis once again bounces back and gets a a dub uh, against a uh, American opponent. Um, I picked Memphis to cover. They barely didn't. Uh, you had Temple to cover, and they did because it was a total of about I believe twelve points, and the the spread was thirteen and a half. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's pretty close. And um, I mean. Memphis got off to a slow start in this game. They were down at halftime, so that's what uh, really kind of killed them. Then um, got a couple turnovers. Uh, Temple's quarterback threw three picks in that one, and that kind of allowed Memphis to, to pull away in the in the second half for sure. So, uh, but again, Memphis shows they're uh, a force to kind of be reckoned with in the conference. Uh, up to two and one now, and they're gonna continue to make some noise. Make some noise this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we had. Uh, Coastal Carolina and Georgia Southern. Uh, my wonderful uh, Chanticleers uh, were favored by four and a half. And uh, Coastal Carolina pulls it off 28 to 14 against yep. Georgia Southern without their starting quarterback, uh, McCall. Uh, Grayson McCall, Fred Payton comes in, has a, has a good day to 15 for 28, 252 yards, three touchdowns. Mm hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was a it was a good game, good uh, first half. They would uh, go to the break uh, tied up, uh, pretty solid back and forth uh, affair, and uh, they just uh, made a couple plays there in the fourth quarter, and we were able to pull away and secure it. So, um, staying undefeated and uh, continue to to be ranked and uh, climb well, up that pole. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see where, uh, where they finish at. Uh, I know they got. Uh, I think a couple of tough games coming up uh, with the rest of their schedule. Um, you know, they played uh, some decent opponents, obviously, this year. And I don't know if you want to call Kansas one of them or not, but, <laughs> um, you know, Georgia's uh, 
they had Troy. Um, Georgia State could be a interesting one with the style of offense they got. So mm-hmm. a couple of interesting games, but they got a chance to go undefeated. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's an accomplishment no matter who you are. Yeah, um, I, mean, I claim picked, a national title like UCF. Yeah, I picked uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, you had Georgia Southern, um, and uh, obviously we know what happened there. Uh, hey, hey next, we were we were close through three quarters. Okay, it was tied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, we had Tulane and Central Florida. We both picked Central Florida. Central Florida, you know, ran away with it and. Uh, some more um dylan gabriel 26 or 40 422 yards five touchdowns marlon williams nine receptions 174 yards three touchdowns just another spectacular day throwing the ball they got a lot of it early uh had a pretty solid lead going into the uh the Uh halftime there and just kind of stuck with tulane and ended what they had to do to close that out and uh you know not kind of be uh I don't, I don't, it might be embarrassing for them, but it definitely not uh, the yeah, they would like to see because they would have. I think they would have been uh, one in three at that point in the conference, which would which not have been good. They would have been below Tulane in the conference standing. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, which is not somewhere you want to be. Um, so next one, we had the We Are Marshals and Florida Atlantic. Uh, I picked Marshall to cover the newly ranked Marshall uh, to cover. Uh, and they barely did not um, by three and a half points. If you want to get technical, uh, Marshall ended up winning twenty to nine. Uh, I had Marshall covering. You had Marshall not covering, so you got the win there. Uh, again, uh, Grant Wells. They had to put some work into that one. What'd you say? They had to put some work into it. Oh yeah, they did. They had to, to really do some uh, some good things in the second half. I mean, they were they were losing at one point in the third quarter, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Grant Wells went 18 for 31, 251, two touchdowns. Uh, okay, a good game for him. Um, pretty yeah, solid. Solid. Where he had a couple of interceptions. Um, not you know, definitely not what you want to see. But uh, Florida Atlantic uh, played it. I mean, they played a pretty decent game against uh, obviously a good team, five and zero Marshall, and uh, stuck with it and uh, went down to uh, not the wire necessarily, but uh, you know, gave Marshall a scare there for a bit. Uh, uh, you know, they uh, not a spectacular day offensively, but their defense was playing well for a while, and uh, you know, just. It was kind of bend, don't break, and Marshall finally was able to punch it through, though. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Um, and then with our next game we had, uh, had some bad news for one of the more electrifying wide receivers in the college game. Uh, Jalen Waddell on the opening kickoff uh, injures his leg or ankle, uh, and he is out for the season with surgery. Um, but Alabama was still able to cover um, and beat the crap out of Tennessee 48-17. to Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Jones, two, 25 uh, completions, 31 attempts, 387 yards, no touchdowns. Well, that's because Najee Harris had 20 carries, 96 yards, and three that's, touchdowns. That's the Alabama we're uh, kind of used to seeing. Mm-hmm. The, you know, running back has a, a solid day, gets a lot of the scoring. Uh, but Mac Jones did have a, a rushing touchdown, so he did get yeah. in the end once. So, um, John... Uh, Say Michi, Michi, the third, I believe, seven yeah, for one. He won catching the ball. So, uh, he's you know, they got a couple of uh, pretty good receivers out there for Mac Jones. So, oh, uh, yeah. 
Again, just uh, tennis or uh, Alabama flexing their muscles on uh, on Tennessee, and if I if I remember correct, the uh, uh, Tennessee fired one of their assistants in the middle of the game. Yes, 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 he did. So that's uh, hilarious. That's some salt in the wound for that for that guy. It's uh, yeah. not a great not a great way to lose nope. your job. So no, not at all. Um, and then uh, something that actually surprised all of us, uh, Notre Dame, who was favored by nine and a half, finally played like a goddamn top five team. Yeah. And uh, blew, the, blew the doors off of uh, Notre Dame or Pittsburgh, 45 to three. Mm-hmm. Ian Book, Ian Book's like, God, that was, I mean, the stat looks OK, but 16 for 30. I mean, just barely over 50 percent completions, uh, 312 yards, three touchdowns. It was uh uh, the scorer neck, two touchdowns. I probably butchered his name, but you know what? I don't care because it's fucking Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, in a book, eight for eight for forty on the ground. You know, kind of doing what uh, mm-hmm. what he does and everything. It's you know, it's the best game Notre Dame has played so far this season um, against a team that I thought had a, a much better chance to be uh, competitive this year, and it's showing it's not the case and. Uh, I think this, uh, you know, solidifies it. It's uh, definitely uh, not something for Pittsburgh this year. So it was, it was definitely there early. Um, they had some chances early, but they just couldn't be winning these yeah. these games they needed to. Your starting quarterback goes ten for twenty-seven, hundred yards and three interceptions. Kind of looking like uh, Cam Newton out there. It's uh, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna win any games. So no, you don't win football games like that. Um, so we both picked. Pitt, neither one of us got that right. Yeah. Next up was uh, uh, was you know basically the battle for the lead in the Big Ten, Big Twelve. Um, who's going to take over? Uh, you know, uh, at least one of the spots in the Big Twelve championship. As Kansas State is also still undefeated, yeah. um, but they have an interesting game this week. And put the put themselves in a, in the drivers almost. So. Yeah. So Oklahoma does Oklahoma State does remain undefeated. Let's 24 go. to 21. Yeah, that's State. right, Kyle. That's right. <laughs> I picked Iowa State. You picked Oklahoma State to cover, and they didn't because they didn't get half a point. Um, so Spencer. Close. So close. Yeah, Spencer Sanders, 20 for 29, 235 yards, one touchdown. Yeah. It just looked like. It just looked like Iowa State couldn't couldn't find an answer. They tried to uh, get away with it late, but then you know. Shit happens and you lose. Yeah. Well, the, the running game is what really helped uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, mm-hmm. Sanders was uh, 15-71 on the ground with a touchdown. And then uh, the probably the best uh, player they got, Chuba Hubbard, 25 for 139 and touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just kind of you know, pushed the weight around. But, I mean, again, Iowa State showed they're, they're pretty solid. Brock, but uh, Brock Purdy is uh, – you know, I think he's kind of showing what he is. Like, uh, you know, he has some ability to throw the ball, but I – you know, it's, it's just another game where he really needs him to step up, and the stuff you know, it just wasn't up to par where it needed to be to to push Iowa State over the top. Uh, Nineteen for thirty-four for one sixty-two mm-hmm. and and a touch. Brees um, Hall had a good game on the ground, though twenty for one eighty-five and a touchdown. He had a couple big runs uh, for Iowa State, so he was uh, trying to do what he could to keep him. In it, so. He's a heck of a good football player, that kid. Um, next up, probably one easier to have one of the bigger upsets of the week. And uh, probably one of the, uh, I guess you could say, the Broken Heart Award um, for this. And one other game we'll cover after we get through our picks. Um, Indiana 
comes out and beats Penn State. Yeah. But Penn State has a complete gaffe that allows this to happen. Indiana plays it right. Does the whole Ole, I'm not going to touch you, let you score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Running back lets it happen, scores the touchdown. What does Indiana do? Goes right down the field, scores the touchdown, gets a two-point conversion, sends it off to overtime. And then Indiana, which is a so in some instances I agree with this, others I don't. I feel like you should play for play uh play for the tie. Uh on the road you play for the win. But I feel in this instance with Indiana, you know, going having a top ten team at your house mm-hmm. um and you know have Penn State on the ropes. I think it was a perfect call. Um, you know, whether or not he was in, that's a whole nother story. Um, but um Again, was, uh, uh, if you want to call it questionable call with the, the refs uh, this week. So, I mean, to be honest, I think if it was called no touchdown, I don't think it would have counted. So yeah. uh, it was just one of those calls. Yeah, it's it's whatever get called in the field is going to stick. There's just no way to to overturn it either way. Whatever the the refs see fit. So, um, but uh, I, I will say, kind of kind of props to the the you know the people that put the uh, the spreads out there and the, the betting lines. They said it was going to be a close game, and it was surprising. Indiana pulls it out. So they knew something that we just people weren't seeing. Like everyone had all this hype for Penn State, and Indiana was, you know, they were going to be okay, but nothing spectacular by any means. But um, again, just a, a crazy game, a lot of back and forth. Just you know, um, you know, seven nothing the first quarter, and then seventeen seven and a half in favor of Indiana, and then just keeps going from there. So. Definitely a game for uh, Tom Allen and his kids uh, at Indiana. Uh, Penn State definitely looks beautiful, which bodes well for Nebraska's third game this year. Definitely. Yeah. Or fourth Sean game, Clifford. sorry. Sean Clifford is the uh, the guy that's uh, definitely the focus. Uh, 435, 238, three touchdowns out of the two picks. He also went 17 for 119 on the ground with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So if you can contain him, then there's a, a pretty good chance you can contain Penn State's offense because it doesn't show that they have much for a running game beyond that. Uh, Indiana is going to be, uh, you know, like it, this could be just, you know, maybe it's a big win. Maybe they come back down to where maybe some expectations are, but uh, this could prove to be a, a huge stepping stone for them this year, and they mm-hmm. might have uh, some something to say in the Big Ten. So. Yep, and then um, we both picked Penn State, so obviously that didn't work. Indiana is going to be a tough out, I feel, this year, so that that doesn't bode well for the Big Ten uh, East. Yeah, Um, for sure. Our next game was another weird line. Virginia Tech, uh, seven of first favored by seven and a half. I said Virginia Tech would cover. This was one of the upsets that hit for you, uh, Spencer. Um, Wake Forest ended up pulling it out 23 to 16. This is the first time this year that Virginia Tech was held below 30 points. Um, Virginia Tech has scored 45, 38, 45, 40, and now 16. So it's, a, it's a very solid day for uh, for Wake Forest. They uh, uh, gave themselves the big ACC when they needed to, mm-hmm. to 
uh, you know, be relevant in that. I'm not sure if they'll have a chance at the title game. Still, they got a couple losses already, but uh, they played a, a very solid game on defense. Offense ran the ball, try to keep uh, ball control and out of uh, Virginia Tech's hands, and uh, that you know d- did what they had to do. Uh, a little bit of a back and forth uh, battle, just uh, you know, one team gets the lead and then it goes back, and and then um, second half it was pretty quiet, and it's what uh, Wake Forest needed to to secure it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, next game was Iowa and Purdue. You know, I took the line that, you know, hey, Iowa lost their coach or Iowa, uh, Purdue lost their coach to COVID. Uh, he ain't going to do shit. And guess what? Iowa chokes it. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely does not look very solid. Um, Purdue looked OK, I guess. I mean, I'm not sure what to take from this game. I mean, there's not I, much. Yeah. I mean, Purdue, like. They made some plays for do it kind of do, you know, it's the, they played kind of what it, people expected. They, uh, they, you know, did a few things here and there. I mean, their receiver, 13 catches, 121 for three touchdowns. David Bell had a very solid game. So he might be their, their go-to guy. Especially uh, with Rondell Moore out being out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, that would be, uh, Maybe somebody that uh, you might learn from to to key on going forward, um, but Iowa showed that you know they're they're still stick to their guns. Thirty six for one ninety five on the ground, five yards carry. So um, you're not too bad there. I had a few guys uh, have the ball and uh, uh, mixed throughout, and uh, their quarterback was. And, you know, it's he game manager again. They people raved a little bit about his his arm as she heard about during the broadcast a few times, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing nothing spectacular. Had a few missed throws and uh, and you know, as, as I said, I think there was some distraction with Iowa. Like as much as you people teams don't want to admit that it's there, it, it was there this week, and I, and I think there was some evidence of that. And you have a letdown against a team that you should probably easily beat so yeah um you're 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 certainly right um i mean fuck iowa that's all i have to say about that so (laughs) (laughs) next up uh next up was baylor and texas uh i didn't even want to call this game uh or pick this game uh (laughs) texas 27 baylor 16 that's all i'm gonna say about that um I mean, it's a, it's a battle in Texas. No, uh, don't give don't give Texas any more credit. That's it. They don't get anything. Keep them out of your mouth. We, we got to talk about it, even though we, we hate them both severely. But Sam, Sam Alley Jr., your, your boy, your lover. Yeah, totally, totally. He's just as, uh, you know, I love him as much as you love Minnesota or Notre uh, Dame. <laughs> no, so, uh, but he uh, three touchdowns. You know, he was again their 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 main their main focus and uh, uh, played up pretty pretty decent to to help him to get to that second conference win. So, um, as I said, there's not much there, but uh, good rival battle. Uh, oh yeah. So, um, and then uh, our next game we had uh, Wyoming and Nevada. You picked uh, Nevada to cover, and it hit for you. I picked Wyoming outright. It didn't work. Um, Carson Strong, 39 for 52, 420 yards. That's a good number. And four (laughs) touchdowns. This is a very solid day of uh, throwing the ball kind of all over the yard and uh, (laughs) really had a good spread. He had uh, two guys over 100 yards. Uh, Cole Turner, seven for 119, two scores. And uh, Romeo Dubs. That's a good name right there. 
12 for 117 in a touchdown. So, uh, good overall, a solid game. Uh, Wyoming, it was, uh, you know, was decent, but, uh, you know, their, their defense, uh, I think had a, a couple plays to help, uh, try to keep, uh, the score closer because the offense was, uh, had a little bit of struggle moving the ball. Um, the score doesn't reflect obviously with the defense, but I think they had a couple of, uh, turnovers and, um, you know, try to help it, um, turn into something. So, uh, that's what really, uh, kind of kept Wyoming the game. I think Nevada really dominated this one though. So even though, as most people will know, as of right now, listening to this, Nebraska did lose earlier. Uh, so the only thing that could salvage that was the fucking golden Gophers losing. <laughs> and guess what they did because they're an overrated piece of crap football team. Fuck you, PJ Fleck. Fuck you, Goldie. Wow, wow, wow. 49 to 24, go blue. Why would you say that just now? You know, I, I understand how much you hate Minnesota, but you can't say go blue. You can't. Go blue. You just, say, for today, just for today. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, uh, Michigan really showed up to play their, uh, their quarterback. Uh, Joe uh, Milton. Yeah, played a pretty this- solid game. He had uh, some talent coming in, and I think he proved to to be a little bit of uh, a focus for uh, Michigan and somebody you got to kind of watch out for when it comes to uh, playing Michigan. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe Harbaugh's got something going right now, especially with him at the helm. But you know, we've seen the step before, and then Michigan starts to sputter uh, towards the end of the season. So, um, and as you said, this may prove to you know give you a very happy moment in the uh, the Big Ten and. Uh, see Minnesota finally uh, drop back to uh, mediocrity. So, mm-hmm. uh, cause fuck Minnesota. Um, so, I mean, go, go. all I've been hearing, all I've been hearing is that Joe Milton is Harbaugh's quarterback. This is the quarterback Joe Harbaugh wants. So it's going to be interesting how he does. Yep. Um, with the quarterback that he, he really wanted to run his offense. Yep. And, uh, the ground game helps. I think, I mean, that, especially when it's a first start for a kid, you really need some kind of support like that. And, uh, uh, their, uh, their running game showed up. Milton obviously played his part, but, uh, 31, 256 on the ground for about eight yards of carry, which is, which is very good in five scores. So that's what really, and obviously it kept the ball out of Minnesota's hands with, the uh, some of the, uh, the talent they have over there. So, uh, in their defense, as, uh, as you said, they stepped up, um, you know, Minnesota's quarterback, his his rushing stats obviously counts his sacks was six for negative uh, thirty seven. So they were able to get some pressure on he him. He just around. can't run. God, what are you talking about? I mean, he can run backwards. I know. Um, also, uh, for the, well, for the make- yeah, for the team who got the uh, who has the uh, you know disgusting special teams this year, apparently it's Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> they could not punt the ball to save their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, they had very horrid special teams, um, and I just couldn't see it ha- happen to a better team. You know, to be honest. <laughs> there, there it is, folks. The uh, the hate is full in full force mm-hmm. for uh, for Goldie. We we were back one week, so Zach Zach is angry. If you can't tell, he's got to take it out on somebody, and Minnesota's uh, <laughs> got the target on their, on their back. Oh, right now. oh yeah. Don't don't worry. I got some hate reserved for the referees too. So oh, sure. uh, I don't. <laughs> Can't think of it all. So, uh, and then I don't know. Did you put the Clemson call in there at all? No. Okay. Well, they didn't cover. So yeah, and, and it was it was a little bit of a surprising game. Like yeah. uh, Clemson looked a little bit uh, um, sleepy. 
Sleepy, yeah, I, I don't know if Sleepy just they didn't look at at a hundred percent, and uh, you know they it's it was a little bit of a scare. Like is you know they Syracuse still threw three picks and they um, were you know within not not striking distance, but they kept it a interesting game at a certain mm-hmm. point, and then uh, Clemson kind of closed it out. But uh, definitely not uh, Clemson's best game, and uh, the the forty two or. Uh, 45, 46 point spread that uh, was up there was definitely a uh, terrible, little, bit, little, little too generous. generous. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, next up, uh, we had Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors, pulling up the win over favored Fresno State, 34 to 19. Um, we had a uh, surprise. Yeah, it was a little bit. I mean, and they scored it by running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Siobhan uh, Cordero, uh, 13 carries, 116 yards for two touchdowns. Yep. 20 for 31, 229 in the air, but no, no uh, passing touchdowns there. But uh, a very solid dual threat there. Uh, um, you know, overall, 53, 323, and uh, four touchdowns on the ground. So a very solid day. Uh, running the ball for Hawaii, not what, I said, not what you're used to. Seeing when you watch them on TV, but it definitely, uh, I don't know if it, this proves Hawaii is going to be a, a good team or if it proves that maybe Fresno is definitely not what they used to be. So. Yeah. Um, and then our, our second to last, second or third to last game, we're going to be pick, uh, going over here. Uh, Maryland and Northwestern. Northwestern scored 43 points, um, <laughs> which is the most they had in six Big Ten games, the first six Big Ten games they had last year. I'll just say Maryland is uh, who we thought they were. Yes. That's, that's um, I just wait to talk about this game. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Northwestern is just going to get so much love from people. And I'm just going to be like, oh, here's the overact- overreacting that happens in yep. week one. And yep. guess what? It's Maryland. Exactly. Exactly. Their starter throws three interceptions. This mm-hmm. has a terrible day. Uh, you know, not even a hundred yards passing the ball. They average, you know, three yards of carry as a team, and just they couldn't, you know, do anything against Northwestern. Now, um, this could, you know, shows a little bit of maybe Northwestern's defense is going to be pretty, pretty decent. They usually have a decent defense. It's just their offense is always questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did run the ball uh, very well, 53, 325, and four touchdowns. So, um, again, uh, the offense is still what it, uh, what we're used to with that. And, um, you know, it, it shows, you know, at least what Northwestern can do when they uh, dominate, you know, dominate a game and have an opponent below their caliber. So, And uh, Michael Oxley, the head coach for Maryland, now falls to a wonderful 6-42. and 42. So that's, uh, that's a solid record. I mean, he's you know on the verge of Hall of Fame almost. So probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's uh, so. I'm just not sure if Maryland has the right guy. It's too early to tell, given he's only in the second year. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, then uh, next we had probably one of the you know ranked battles of the week. I guess you could say, other than Oklahoma State and Iowa State and Michigan mm-hmm. Minnesota, you had the battle in the American. Uh, Cincinnati and SMU. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was only favored by one and a half, and boy, did they prove that line to be a bunch of bullshit. Exactly. Cincinnati forty-two, SMU thirteen. Yeah, Cincinnati flexed their muscles on this game and and essentially solidified themselves as uh, the the team to be in that conference, and they're going to continue to push themselves to be the uh, the you know the 
non-power five team that's gonna try to get into the playoff push. So yep. it's it's definitely something uh, something that's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, yep, they got some. They have some decent games coming up. You got uh, uh, Memphis and uh, Houston, some decent opponents that have some respect. So mm-hmm. that'll have, give them a chance to try to to push something through, and then. Uh, Tulsa and uh, also UCF, maybe UCF will come around for their money and they'll start figuring things out. Who knows at this point with UCF, but uh, mm-hmm. not a, uh, not a cakewalk schedule by any means. So they still have a chance to, to keep some respect and stay uh, at least a decently ranked to have a chance. Okay. Yeah, no, you're, you're so right, man. With that, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And we got a fun little tidbit once we get to the top 25 to tell you. Yeah. Just a couple stats in Cincinnati. Their leading rusher, 179 yards and three touchdowns on eight carries. That's, 22 uh, that's, yards a carry. Yeah, that's that's moving the ball down the field very, very quick. Uh, their backup, uh, I guess, well, like probably the starter, the backup probably just made some spectacular mm-hmm. plays looking like Melvin Gordon against Nebraska. Yeah, but, oh, he uh, scored again, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Desmond Ritter was the uh, eight carry for 179, but uh, Jared Dokes, 20 for 105 and two touchdowns. So, um, you know, just Cincinnati was just going to keep the ball on the ground, keep it out of SMU's hands, keep it away from their offense, and it was proven to be very effective. So. Definitely. Um, so overall for the week, I had eight right, which brought my total up to 62. You had 11 right for a total of 60. So you're closing in on me. Let's go. Um, Keep it. Keep uh, both, it of, both of our locks uh, ended up hitting Coastal Carolina and UCF. Our upsets didn't work. Um, again, which again. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> but right now, we're just going to go over the top 25 real quick. AP top 25. Um, just fairly quickly here. Uh, you know, no, no change in the top two. Clemson, Alabama. Even though Notre Dame proves for the first time that they're top five material, they get jumped by Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> It's isn't surprising after no. uh, well, once so we'll get to that one, but uh, yeah, we'll get to that right after this. Actually, um, Notre Dame four, Georgia five, Big Ten referees at number six. Um, <laughs> I mean, sorry, no, it's Oklahoma State. Okay. Come on now, get, um, come back to Oklahoma State. Come on now. Cincinnati goes up to number seven. So here's the interesting fact: um, before the bowl season started, UCF mm. got all the way to number seven. In their in that season when they went undefeated, oh, here yeah. we are in week nine, and Cincinnati is number seven. Something to watch. Yep, and the, so the only struggle right now is uh, um, I don't they don't have any ranked opponents at the moment mm-hmm. that they're going to be playing. They got to hope that somebody can come up there and uh, uh, give them you know a, a good look in the uh, the polls because when those uh, playoff uh, rankings come out. Um, you know, as the season goes along, they're going to look at that, and that could uh, definitely hurt and knock down Cincinnati and give them a harder chance to get in there. Unless we start seeing a bunch of upsets, just you know, college football going crazy or something. But well, yeah, hey, there might be one this week. You never know. I think we'll talk about that later. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M drops. Still highly overrated. I feel at number eight, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, yeah. Fuck the hey, SEC. Hey, at least Cincinnati's above them now. So yeah. Exactly. I think Cincinnati should be above Georgia too. But what do I know? Uh, no, uh, I don't know about that. I don't. Still a- undefeated Trump's one loss team. Well, you got to put Oklahoma State above them too. So true. I think Cincinnati and, and, could be and, and, and you got to and it, it proves your point of Notre Dame being better than Georgia. So 
<laughs> I do think I do think Cincinnati can beat Georgia, though. To be honest, if they played, I think I think they would give them a run for their money. It, it would be a very uh, solid game. Um, you know, it just depends on uh, you know can they move the ball against Georgia's defense? That's going to be that would be the biggest yeah. question with that. Well, I mean, so. could Georgia but, have a quarterback play the game? Well, I mean, to be fair, if they uh, if they shut down Cincinnati, it ain't going to matter. They're just going to run yeah. the ball anyway and uh, control it. But we could see it in a bowl game. It could very well sure, turn into definitely. a bowl game. So. Um, so then we have Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska's opponent at number nine, Florida, number 10. Yeah. Uh, BYU, uh, who's another undefeated uh, independent team, though, six and zero. Still up there, still making some yeah. noise. Miami five and one. Michigan jumped up five as well um, for to number thirteen. So uh, my Michigan and Wisconsin uh, are you know one of the bigger movers, but I think that actually goes to Indiana, who went. We'll get to it in a second. Oregon went down one uh, without playing a game. North Carolina went down right. one. Another what? Two weeks for Oregon. Yep, four and one. Uh, Kansas State number four, uh, sixteen. Indiana's the biggest mover went from not ranked to num to number seventeen. Okay. Penn State, the bigger dr- biggest dropout of the week, going down to eighteenth. Uh, I wonder if they picked Penn State spot first and like we got to put Indiana one spot yep, above them. Probably. <laughs> Marshall's nineteenth. Coastal Carolina moves up five spots to twenty. Um, followed by USC, SMU dropping six, Iowa State dropping six, Oklahoma and Boise State. Yes. Oklahoma is the only two loss team in the rankings right now. Oh no, yep. Iowa State is. Iowa State, Iowa State is. So, so go go Big Ten. Let's yeah. let's have uh, some respect for the two loss teams. So, okay, so before we get into our preview for Week Nine, so um, oh, you got I figured you wanted to talk about the teams that dropped. I was going to give you the the chance. Oh yeah, come Virginia on, now. Tech, Minnesota, and NC State. Yeah, well, you got the one team in there you really wanted to to brag about dropping out. Oh yeah, so. fucking Minnesota. This exactly. Crazy. See, I didn't Fuck. even want to give them any credit for dropping out. Like, I just wanted well, to that's gloss the one over thing it, like, you, even matters. That's why. That's the one thing you want to give them credit for. I mean, <laughs> to show that you were, uh, you know, they they failed miserably this last week. So oh, yeah. Um. So we do have. Um. We do have times for football. Uh, for week three, before we go into Nebraska minute. Um, so for the week three games, uh, Iowa, Michigan State is going to be the uh, is going to be the Iowa, Michigan it? State. You sure? Yeah. Positive? Yeah. Uh, no, 12 o'clock. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State, sir. No, in two weeks. Oh, okay. November 7th. They released the times for it. So we're just going to have that oh, real quick. OK. I'm going to be 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock game. Nebraska-Northwestern also an 11 o'clock game on Big Ten Network. Michigan will play Indiana, 11 o'clock game. Minnesota-Illinois, 3.30 uh, or 2.30. Maryland-Penn State, 2.30. Purdue-Wisconsin, 2.30. And then Rutgers and Ohio State, the night game. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's funny. So let's go ahead and go into the Nebraska Minute. Oh, first things first, fuck the Big Ten referees. Um, man. Uh, you I tell you what. I'll say it again. Yeah, fuck the Big Ten referees. Uh, <laughs> did you know, still, I mean, I still can't believe the stat, and I saw it a couple times. There was a 21-game stretch in the Big Ten where Nebraska had an opponent not called for holding. 
You're like that's just wasn't insane. called for 21 straight games. Yeah, the uh, Nebraska's opponent was not called for holding for 21 straight games. Wow, that, and that's that is that is kind of surprising. I mean, that's that, that ended the, a couple one of the years more ago. common. I mean, that was that's a more common a mm-hmm. uh, foul penalty called in any game that you look at. So it's uh, it's an interesting stat to uh, to look at just to add to the uh, conspiracy that's going on. So. What I mean, but what happens when Ohio State holds? Nebraska gets called for a face mask. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but first off, I don't want to get to you know it was it was Nebraska looks better despite yes. the score. Nebraska looks a ton better than they did last year. Yep. Um, that first drive, oh baby, that was beautiful. Um, that was uh, the that was and. The the weird thing is that was Nebraska's first uh opening drive touchdown um since uh I think twenty eighteen probably or twenty eighteen probably. Yeah. I don't know. There was a weird stat about it. Um Yeah, I think you're right. sometime in the I think beginning of twenty eighteen mm-hmm. even. Like yeah. it's been basically two years since we, we've started a game off like that. Um you're gonna have a little better uh recount of the first half. Uh I yeah. wasn't I, I kinda got into so, the second half. It was, it was it was really good, um, you know. Seeing, I mean, obviously they they figured Luke McCaffrey's and Adrian Martinez. They say they're the two best players on the team, mm-hmm. so they're both on the field at the same time. Adrian Martinez hands it off to Luke McCaffrey, and boy, even though he is skinny, he is one tough motherfucker. Yeah, um, yeah. and he's he, he's very quick, and he's gonna yeah. push through as as hard as he can to mm-hmm. to move the ball forward and try to yeah. try to help the team out as much as he can. Yeah. Kind of like what's going on in the Monday Night Football, where they're like carrying the running back like ten yards for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, um, that, so Nebraska scores, uh, and then Ohio state obviously goes down and scores, but Nebraska gets them on their first, first drive of fourth and five. And we talked about it. You've got to get them off the field. It's been something that Chenander, Chenander and Frost's defense has not been able to do since they've been here. Third and mediums to third and longs, uh, they cannot get off the field. In order to be successful, you got to get off the field, and exactly. it's happened multiple times already. We can't allow that to happen. Um, and then we had some boneheaded mistakes, including a delay game coming out of a kickoff, which yep. is just he, 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 idiotic. Half, yeah, it's just and it, it said it the way the way the game kind of spanned out. I mean, the, so the first half, uh, as you said, they they pretty solid, but. Uh, you know, we had a mistake there at the end of the game and gave them a short field and allowed Ohio State to to close out the first half with a score. And then, uh, you know, come out in the second half, a couple more uh, just just bonehead mistakes. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we've, you know, we've heard the jokes and the things you talk about. We got a couple of uh, bad or unlucky calls with the refs and it just, you know, compounded to other mistakes. Huh? Couple, uh, one bad targeting call, I guess we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but either way, just you know, a couple of unlucky breaks lead to a couple of mistakes, and you know, they just kind of snowball, and we see what happens with the score. I mean, it goes from a, a game that's we're in reach to where you know we're you know we talked about the in the second half we had that you know third and long when Ohio state had the ball down on like their five yard line and they run the ball and they get a first down mm-hmm. like that. That's that was one of the you know. I would say that I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that sealed it, but that really just kind of Takes pushed the ones oh, out of the sales. Yeah, and it just kind of pushed Ohio State over the top of the hill to start 
rolling to the victory at the end of the game. So uh, the defense made some plays, though. They, the defense looked, uh, at least especially the front seven. Um, obviously, the secondary, it's hard to tell. And, um, you know, we'll continue to get into that. But uh, had a couple guys get ejected with the targeting calls. And it's uh, it hurt us towards, uh, obviously, the uh, as a oh, towards the second half uh, in the fourth quarter. Um you know, and it's just, we gotta, we gotta overcome that stuff. That's, that's yeah. the things that you can't let beat you. You know, it's, it's already a tough game with, with Ohio state. And if you allow, you know, things that are out of your control or um, other uh, things to happen, it just, or turn, or turn, turn the ball over. Like we had both of our best players lose fumbles in the second mm-hmm. half. That doesn't, that doesn't help anything at all. So it's, you know, it's, we saw some promise, but there's definitely, uh, you know, things we got to clean up as we go forward. In 22 career starts for Adrian Martinez, he has fumbled the ball 21 times. And uh, to be honest, uh, that's, that's Taylor most, Martinez numbers. Well, it's it's been a struggle for Nebraska in the last decade. Yep. To, we we can't uh, we don't have a quarterback that can hold on the ball. It seems like. Yep. Like and we get some guys with talent, but we just you know give it back to them and just stupid stupid things you know and when it comes to a point where you're like do you got to take that green jersey off and practice let them get hit make them learn the hard way to hold on to the ball because you well, can't have things like that happen yeah well and like this the player that he fumbled on this one like it was i i get he was trying to you know get what he could but there's t- you got to learn to go down mm-hmm. and that's part of the struggle with him he just didn't he didn't go down. He kept trying to fight, mm-hmm. and that's when you really run into problems of fumbling the ball. So, and an, uh, another thing that really irked me was, I mean, yes, Justin Fields was twenty for, tw- or no, he wasn't twenty-one. He was twenty for twenty-one. Yeah, uh, two seventy-six, two touchdowns. Nebraska was playing off. They were off. They were about five ten yards off the receiver mm-hmm. every 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 play, and they did that because they didn't want to get beat deep. What happened multiple times that they got beat deep. So I'm sitting here thinking it keeps happening. Why not press coverage, you know, go get up there, knock them off the route and try to give the line a little bit more time to do that. And it's just, I didn't see much adapting from, uh, from it. Uh, Fladarius Payne did get some, uh, playing time in the game, and he looked really good. Uh, he's going to need to be an important pass rusher for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, our D-line did look really good. Both lines looked really good. I still think uh, there were some flashes where oh, uh, Nebraska's O-line looked really, really good. Well, we, I mean, we we ran the ball pretty solid, 36 for 210. It's almost six yards of carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's the, what we need to see from the, the running game. Obviously, the, the two quarterbacks helped a lot in the area. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I just said I want to see Luke McCaffrey on the field. Um, I think he was maybe in as the, the primary quarterback with Adrian on the field. Like mm-hmm. uh, it just made things uh, too inconsistent for some, for some areas. Yeah. I, I, you know, you got to have your packages and things like that, but this is the, you know, this is the thing I, I, I say you struggle with when you have this situations, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's good to have these two guys. Cause you know, like, you know, if one gets hurt, you're going to have a good quarterback. But when you play both, you know, it's as the saying goes, you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And I yeah. think, I think that's, that still hurt us a little bit. I mean, Luke had his own fumble in this game. So he, I mean, everyone kind of raved and we're talking that he might be the the guy of the future. I'm like, he 
didn't play any different than what Adrian was playing. You know, yep. Adrian still had plenty of good runs and was moving the ball. He helped the offense get down and, and score a couple touchdowns um, in the in the first half and everything. Yep. So, and another thing that happens with you know having to get Luke McCaffrey his touches, Wandale Robinson touched the ball only six times, which yep. he's got to touch the ball more even if it comes running. DJ yep. Mills only nine carries. Um, they need to get those two guys the ball more because Dietrich Mills was, they were saying he's going to be the bell cow. He's going to handle the load. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, it's great. You want to do these gadget plays with McCaffrey and Adrian Martinez, both on the field, but still you got to give me Mills and Wandale the ball. Wandale is a talented player. um, And I just feel that if we don't give him the ball enough, I I'm not sure. I don't know his character per se. I think he's an, he's an excellent young man. I just don't want him to get to thinking that, you know, Hey, I'm not getting enough. I'm not getting the ball enough here. I want to go somewhere else. You know, I, he's a talent. I don't think we could afford to lose. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, some, you know, maybe some, you know, run pass options and, uh, um, you know, different versions of uh, of triple option, if you will, to get uh, to get the guys involved and mm-hmm. to be able to, to to mix things up. I mean, basically, we got four guys that needed that we need to touch the ball majority of the time. That's what mm-hmm. we're looking at, and half of that equation happened, the other half didn't. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like I, and Diedrich, I you know, to a point, you're you're going to see that as the score kind of uh, ballooned a little bit, mm-hmm. and. Um, Oh, you know, as Ohio State tried to pull away, we, you know, we're going to try to throw the ball and make some bigger plays. And Diedrich, you know, he can run, but he's not a big play guy per se. So, mm-hmm. but in that sense, where's Wondell Robinson in the, in those terms? So, yeah, um, you know, we, we I said we we got some promise with with this team that we saw. We got mm-hmm. some good things, but there's definitely some some areas we got to to focus on. We got to, you know, we got to really utilize our top players we got to get guys you know get the ball in the hands of guys that need to have it to make those big plays yeah um so we'll go ahead and end it there we'll go ahead and take a quick look into wisconsin here real quick um wisconsin's running game isn't looking what it's used to be so i think that bodes well with us as well uh the main factor i think that's going to you know decide if this game is going to be a little closer or a blowout uh graham mertz uh he we need to find out if he's going to play or not because I mean, yes, it is Illinois, but I still think he's a good quarterback. Um, he can do some good things for Wisconsin. Um, I just doing the things that, that that needs to be done out of the Wisconsin quarterback, yeah. and that's that's the stuff you need. Like if you're a Wisconsin head coach, that's how you need. That's exactly what you're looking for out of the quarterback is complete the passes, move the ball, and help balance out the run be- run yep. game basically. And uh, we got to play smart football, not turn it over, and um, you know get our playmakers the ball. Um, so that's, I think those are, that's going to be the big key. We're actually going to go ahead and quickly go into week nine, uh, here. Uh, so we will have our picks. It'll be the last game we pick. Uh, first off, we're going to start with the Thursday night game, Colorado state and Fresno state, Colorado state's favored by one Colorado state didn't play last week due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have Fresno state. <laughs> Oh really? After yeah. after how they worked against Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. I think they're gonna come back and bounce back here. Okay. I'm actually gonna go with Colorado State. I think they were a decent team uh, last year and uh I think they're gonna get off to a good start this year. And uh I think uh, Fresno State's troubles continue um as uh we move uh, forward in the conference and they start <laughs> looking 
a little worse and worse. So uh, give me give me the Rams. Uh, all right, definitely. Uh, yeah. Next up is and I'll oh. say that they that they cover the one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Watch they forfeit and they lose by half a point. Um, right. Or yeah, they somehow so, lose by half a point when they yeah. play the whole. So. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Friday night Big Ten Friday night game Minnesota and Maryland. Minnesota's favored by nineteen and a half. Out of what I saw from Maryland against Northwestern, I'm not giving them a, them a goddamn chance. I, it hurts to do this, but I'm picking Minnesota. <laughs> I was like, "Are you going to do it? Or are you going to pick it?" Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Give me, give me Goldie. Give him the cover. Um, you know, if, if I'm a Maryland fan, I, I would just go find something else to do Friday night because I think this is another uh, going to be kind of an embarrassing game again. So. Yeah. All right, so um, Minnesota. So next game, uh, we got a very good game, a sneaky good game, I guess I could say. Cincinnati favored by six and a half. Number seven, four and zero. Cincinnati hosting Memphis. Um, give me the Bearcats. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna cover. By at least double digits. Going at least ten. Um. You know, give me. I'm going to take Cincinnati, but I think that Memphis will cover. I think it's Memphis usually plays them tough. I think it's going to be a good conference battle, and uh, I mean Memphis is going to going to see like if they pull out this win, they're going to have a good chance to you know jump up and uh, get a good bowl game at the end of the year, but also in in line for the the conference title as well with it. So um, I think they're going to try to fight a little harder and keep it close. Next up, we got number 13, Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan's favored by 24 and a half. Um, give me that's, Michigan. That's. <laughs> do you have them covering? I don't know. I'm scared. That's. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, Michigan State did not look good by any means, but it is. It's an interstate rival game. Yep. And I think Michigan's going to come off a little bit of a high after this last game. Yeah. You know, I, and I think they're going to come a little bit back down to earth. I think it's going to be a good. It's going to be a, a you know a tough physical battle. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of the, the key term that a lot of people say with that. But uh, I'll take Michigan. But I'm going to say it's like a ten point game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, if I was a betting man, which I am very contemplating doing this week, I would take Michigan State to cover that spread. Ooh, nice. Um, next up, uh, one of the weirder spreads of the week: number sixteen, Kansas State. And at the time I did this earlier this afternoon, uh, over uh, heads to West Virginia. West Virginia is favored by three and a half, um, which is Where, interesting. Why? Like, why? I don't know, but I'm picking Kansas State. <laughs> I mean, this this almost like worries me almost towards the uh, Indiana game where you know Penn know. State was only favored by a couple points. Like, what what are we missing here? Like, what is you know? I mean, the West West Virginia's defense is not terrible. No, it, it's not terrible compared to what we see in in the Big Twelve. They just the offense uh, has you know sputtered here every so often. But uh, you know it's it's basically a toss up game. I'm, you know I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with it. Give me the, give me the Uh-oh. upset if you will. I, I don't know if we can. Uh, do we call it an upset? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. They're they're not a ranked team, and but they are favored. I yeah. don't know. Okay. It makes uh, it makes kind of makes zero sense in my mind, but uh, but yeah, I'll go I'll go with it and 
Screw it. I say they that they cover the spread and and upset the 16th ranked teams. Okay. Well, uh, the next game uh, is Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers playing Georgia State. This game is another sneaky spread. Coastal Carolina is only favored by three. Well, I'm taking Coastal Carolina and the cover. Uh, I was gonna. Uh, I, I was thinking that was gonna be my guess for you, but I wasn't. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. <laughs> um, I love me some Coastal Carolina, man. Yeah. Um, you know the, the last week's. You know it makes me a little bit nervous, just because it did take till the fourth quarter before they started to yeah. kind of pull away. But uh, they got they got a, a pretty a pretty solid offense, so I'll do I'll do the same Coastal to uh, to cover as well. <laughs> Up is another Pick Ten game: Purdue and Illinois. Um, Purdue favored by seven. Uh, I'm taking Purdue. <laughs> you take them to cover? Uh, uh no. I uh, <sighs> just a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against your grain. Give me the Fighting Illini. Oh, straight upset. up. With the upset, yes. Is I, uh, that the upset special or no? No, can we call it really an upset special? Um, next up, we have UCF in Houston. Uh, UCF favored by three. Uh, give me UCF. UCF, um, it's just it's so unknown because I mean, both of these teams, Houston and UCF, it's so hard to know what you might get with them because mm-hmm. Houston's last game was not ideal uh, that we picked. So um, give me Houston at home. I'll take Houston okay. with the upset. Uh, next up, uh, we are going to do the Rugders Indiana game. Indiana travels to Rugders. I don't have a spread. Um, How's there not a spread on this one? I don't know, but I have Indiana. You don't, you don't want to go with your boy, Noah Vedril? Fuck No. <laughs> You know what? Um, just because uh, I want to keep catching up, give me Rutgers pulling the uh, pulling the upset. Indiana's on a high upset of the out. week. Um, why not? Why okay. not? Let's let's get some some Rutgers hype going here and and fuck Indiana and saying that they're uh, gonna get overhyped and get bombed out of the rankings again. Yeah. Maybe Rutgers will get ranked after this week. Maybe. Uh, next up. We have, are we, are we going to pick the Iowa State game? Come on now. Come on now. I, <laughs> not really. It's Kansas. <laughs> you know what? First one for Kansas. Let's go. Really? Oh, wow. Damn, ballsy. 28 um, and a half. 28 and a half. Kansas. Uh, Les Miles is going to do something magic. Eat his grass and, <laughs> and pull out the upset and say, <laughs> fuck you, Iowa State. Jesus. Yeah. And, um, and, Get you know. Oh wait, you gotta. You, if they win, if Kansas wins, you better get Kyle on next week. That's <laughs> okay. all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Oh, Kyle, you better be on the podcast next week if <laughs> Kansas wins. Northwestern travels to Iowa City against Iowa. Iowa's favored by two and a half. I'm taking Northwestern. Ooh, inch. Okay, you're you're buying the hype with Northwestern, are you? No, I just think Iowa's bad. <laughs> Fuck Iowa. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Uh, give me, give me Iowa at home. I think they're gonna have a bounce back a little bit, and uh, I think they're gonna move the ball a little bit better. And 
Yeah, you know, I think they're. Uh, I think. I think they got some uh, some humbling this last week. So, yeah. Um, next game is Texas traveling to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's favored by three and a half. Uh, the oh wrong team is favored. Uh oh. Texas straight up upset special of the week. Oh, we've got it. It hurts me to do this, but I just think the Big Twelve is going to screw themselves out of the national championship game. <laughs> Well, yeah, if, if, you know, Oklahoma State and Iowa State both lose, there you go. <laughs> Oklahoma back in the running. What? <laughs> um, with the way their defense is played and the way Chuba Hubbard is playing, give me Oklahoma State. Uh, three and a half, I say they cover that. Um, I think that uh, they're going to make enough plays and uh, win by a touchdown. Mm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I sense the uh, belief there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is. You're going to do uh, LSU Auburn. It's pretty, pretty solid SEC battle right now. Um, that could be a very was, sneaky game. I wasn't thinking it. But it's your boy Bo Pelini time with Bo Nix. Like I don't two care. People in the SEC. Hey, did you know Bo Nix attended that Alabama Auburn game when Auburn returned that field uh, goal for a touchdown? Oh, I didn't know that. Thanks for thanks for the information. You're, you're, you know, you're welcome. It's, it's almost as uh, good as information as uh, Bo Pelini's defense. You know, yeah, not adjusting. Uh, so. Next up, we have Ohio State. And so, yeah, no, I'm not picking that game. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, Ohio State travels to Happy Valley to play Penn State. Uh, Penn State sucks. Give me Ohio State. Um, yeah, with it, you know, when that having the fans, um, I think Ohio State's going to come in there. I think the first half in the Nebraska game kind of gave Ohio State a little bit of an awakening. Yeah. You know, I I think they got to realize you, you got to start a little bit quicker, and they're going to see some things against Penn State with their defense, where if they contain the quarterback. So it's uh, I'm with you. Give me Ohio State. I think they win by over twenty. Ooh. I think uh, this is not a as big of a game as everyone hoped. And if Ohio State wins, I saw a stat they are going to be a ninety three percent favorite to win the division. Dang. <laughs> Uh, so our last, so our second to last game before the Nebraska game, Arkansas travels to College Station to play Texas A&M. I was hoping you were going to pick favored this one. by eleven. Wrong team is favored. Give me Arkansas. Oh, third SCC win. They would, they, they would uh, be ahead of Texas A&M in the standings. Yep. <laughs> Um, overrated. It's oh lord. Um, oh, it's hard to. It's hard to. As much as I want to, like I really, really want to, because we. I'm. I'm with you. I don't want to see him, but I. I can't trust Arkansas on this one. I can't. Give okay. Give me a And M, but they okay. don't cover. But they don't cover. Okay. Oh. Here we are, Nebraska, Wisconsin, 2.30 p.m. kickoff, Wisconsin, number nine, top 10 team. Wisconsin has won seven in a row. Give me Nebraska. 
Wisconsin favored by seven and a half. It is your lock of the week. Nebraska will win and beat Bucky. He's called lock of the week. Huh? Okay. The Fadgers. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I still got to get my lock of the week. So, um, I liked what we saw with, uh, with Nebraska. Just, you know, can't have, uh, you know, I, something to happen that's out of our control lead to a bad mistake and just kind of snowball the game. If we can contain that a good chance to, to pull it out and obviously question mark, but Wisconsin's quarterback, um, you know, with, with where that's at, I think if we can slow down the running game, we got a, a good chance to, to pull it off. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you. Give me, give me Nebraska. Thank you. <laughs> Is it the lock? No, I, I can't lock that. It's an, it's an okay. upset, man. That's your upset okay. special more than anything. Or what's so? What, what was your upset special? Texas. Okay, that's right. That's right. Hmm. So many upsets. Yep, I got that as my uh, um. Upset special, but uh, I'll do uh, just I'll go Minnesota by 25 as my log of the week. Okay, okay. Fav- uh, I got 19 and a half right now, but I'll go, I'll go up to 25. Okay, so. all right. So you heard it here first. That's our picks for the week. Nebraska's gonna win, they're gonna win the football game. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and take some time and say, uh, Fuck you, Big Ten referees. Fuck you. <laughs> There's another targeting call. Um, <laughs> that oh, that god, that that does remind me of our Nebraska secondary is not going to be at a hundred percent for the hey, first. Hey, it's time. okay. It doesn't matter because we're going to rip their heads off. Um, I mean, if fuck. you do that, then we're just on the side of you know, <laughs> the referee calling the right place. Yeah. So that's um, more targeting. With, so. uh, fuck Wisconsin. Fuck Minnesota. Fuck Iowa. And that's all. Oh, and fuck Texas. Horns down. Um, so <laughs> anymore? 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 No, no. I think we're good for now. Okay. Um, Glad you got all your system. We'll see what happens you. next week. As of right now, um, you know we will see you next week. Come on, two games spread. Get me caught up. Let's. <laughs> In the same, or we're gonna see you next week. Same damn. Uh, at the same damn time. The same damn place. In the same damn state. Go Huskers. Peace.